This is the Deep V Podcast. Deep shit I could never say on the radio. I'm Casey Joe. I'm creating this space for the ones who live from their full heart. The ones that live life with panache and zest, but also struggle with that daily existential crisis. Let's talk about it. Here we explore breaking up with comfort zones and deep-throating vulnerability. The Deep V. Episode 4. Stay fresh, cheese bags. It's Casey Joe, and my favorite part of being an adult is eating an entire wheel of brie for dinner and then calling it charcuterie. Hey, what's up, friends, ex-lovers, total creeps? Welcome back to my podcast, The Pod. Who am I even? Ew, The Pod. <laughs> Uh, why am I even doing this podcast? People ask me to do it for years. People have asked me to do a podcast. And then I'm like, oh, fine, cringe. I'm doing it. And then I'm all insecure. I'm like, oh, but does anybody care? Does anyone listen? Oh, my God. The mirror. I wasn't ready to look into it today. Oh, I'm fired up. I need to take a few breaths here. I don't want this podcast to rub you the wrong way. I have to be responsible for my emotions and my energy. It's like those people that don't like to eat meat because they believe that they ingest the animal's fear when they died. I don't want you to become fired up just from hearing me. Okay, Siege, come on, just calm down. Nothing sets someone off more than being told to calm down. And by someone, I mean me. <laughs> Just trust me, okay? Do an experiment after you've done listening to this and after you've given me a five out of five review, of course, on Apple Podcasts, okay? Do this experiment. Go tell someone in your life, hey, just calm down. See how that goes. Okay, guys? Just relax. Hey, guys. Thanks for being here, guys. Are you triggered or bothered by the word guys? I didn't think that I was, but guess what? I've changed. Are we too sensey? Sensitive? <sighs> we'll get to that. I got to take a couple more deep breaths here. <sighs> okay. <laughs> I know I'm not supposed to mention them, and I'm not supposed to care, because this just gives them power. But trolls... They never cease to amaze us, right? I'm not going to talk about the trolls just yet, but I will talk about creeps. That's coming up. But first, I want to start off with sharing the loss of somebody who meant a lot to me, someone that I've never ever met, Ram Das. He was an incredible thought leader, spiritual teacher, and if I would ever say I had a guru, which I don't really like that word and what it represents, I guess he would be one. He died at the end of the year, and he was just monumental in my life. The first book I read of his was Be Here Now. It's incredible. It's just like an amazing life manual of questioning things and looking at things as they really are and 
You know, everything that he's done in this world, especially with experimentation of psilocybins, LSD, and the positive effects on the brain when used in controlled ways. It's amazing. Just look into Ram Dass if you don't know him. It's it's incredible how you could feel so connected and you can feel the loss of them when they're gone, yet you've never met them, but you feel like you have. Plus, he's not really gone, so... He's a real cool guy, and I did manage to see an amazing documentary last year that was about Ram Dass, and I would really recommend you to get your eyeballs on that at some point. It's called Becoming Nobody, and it's perfect. Let's just go straight to the part of the show, since I'm still really riled up. Uh, Let's just go to the part of the show where I'm driving in my car somewhere probably lost drinking a coffee. I didn't think I was going to bring this back for another episode, but here I am, 2.05 in the afternoon, driving along the seaside. I have a huge lump in my throat. I need to take the biggest emotional dump, and sometimes you can't, and you're just choking back tears, and there's nowhere to go. That's why a lot of people have such an aversion to meditation, I think, is it's so difficult to be present. We often live in the future, our hopes, our dreams, the promises of tomorrow, or we live in the past of how good things were or how terrible things were, and we victimize ourselves constantly by how we were wronged, how somebody harmed us, Being present is really difficult if you don't feel fucking awesome. It's probably most of us at some point or another. I know that's how I feel right now. I don't I don't want to be present because I feel terrible. And I'm tired of feeling terrible. I'm tired of talking about it. I'm not really talking about it to anyone because I don't fucking see anyone. I'm tired of feeling it. And just to know up to us to embrace where we are right now I don't like where I am I don't want anyone to see me and I guess that's good I don't really see anyone but when I do have to see people I feel embarrassed I feel ashamed I feel humiliated and I know you can relate to those feelings for sure and then isn't it interesting that when we do feel good, it's almost like we want everyone to see us. We want to tell people how awesome our lives are and how we've got it all figured out. What if we just embraced when we don't feel amazing? It's alright. It's alright for people to see me right now and to know that I don't feel amazing and, and that's okay. I constantly feel like I'm not enough. I'm not doing enough. And I am, truthfully. I'm just doing the best that I can. And if that's not enough for you or anyone else, I have to accept that and let that go. I'm tired. And there's lots of people on the internet that want to be seen as feeling like they're awesome and they're winning and killing it. That's okay. That's just not where I'm at right now, and it's incredibly difficult for 
to even do this while feeling like this. But here I am. Here I am anyways. In my car. I'd also like to talk about what I'm not in many ways. I've received some trolls about this podcast. That's to be expected. First of all, like the name The Deep V is very polarizing to people. On the back of my book, Deep Throating Vulnerability, that's going to make you have an opinion and have a feeling. For some people, you embrace it. For other people makes you uncomfortable. You can't even say the word deep-throating. You don't like the, the idea of deep-throating vulnerability. You don't know what that is. I mean, I mean being intimate with your own vulnerability in a hopefully healthy and aware way. A lot of people think I mean deep vagina or deep v-neck t-shirt. And while both of those are awesome, that's not what I mean. I can't control how you perceive the deep V and I can't control how you react to it. But I anticipated a few trolls. What I did not anticipate is this car trying to cut me off right now. (laughs) Chill out, man. It ain't the mainland. (laughs) Well, it technically is. The Sunshine Coast is the mainland, just so you know. It's only accessible by sea or air. Uh, it's not the island, okay? It's not the island. So many people. How's the island? I got a disturbing message from somebody that made a Facebook account, messaged me at 4 a.m. and 5 a.m., and then deleted the account. I tried to report it, but how do you report something that's not active? The message was really sexually charged and extremely disturbing out of nowhere, telling me that they bleeped in their blanket, thinking about bleeping my feet, thinking about blowing their bleep in my tight bleep. Uh, Just something that you don't anticipate to open and it was very aggressive. And I get that people have thoughts, people have desires, there are some people that aren't well, and we all have a shadow side, we all have pain, we all have shit we struggle with, sometimes that's projected onto other people, sometimes there's just straight up fucking weirdos out there, this existed long before the internet, of course, but now we're just more accessible to other people, and that's something I've really struggled with, like, I'm trying to have boundaries. Somebody messaged me and told me I need to be more vulnerable in this podcast and share X, Y, Z, and what about this? And give me a fucking break. I'm doing what I choose to do. I don't I don't need to receive messages like that. I know I can't control that. And some may argue to even give these people any attention whatsoever is pointless. I sent the sexually aggressive, disgusting message to a couple people, and one of my friends said, CJ, just ignore it. Just keep doing what you're doing. And another person said, who cares? 
I know it's easy to say who cares, but when you're just living your life and then you open a message that's like 20 messages of like really gruesome shit unprovoked by you, even if I was to be provoking that, even if I was posting provocative photos of like my chest or my ass, first of all, I'm allowed and that's okay. Second of all, that doesn't warrant deserving any kind of treatment, especially like this. Yeah, you just don't, you don't expect it. It's very unsettling to me. That message is now burning in the back of my eyes and maybe I wouldn't care as much if I didn't deal with um, a deluded person this summer and the police and filing a cease and desist order. <laughs> Maybe I wouldn't care. Um, other people have also messaged and said like, where exactly on the Sunshine Coast do you live? <laughs> and I also find that really, really disturbing because there are reasons why I came here and I don't have to tell you everything, tell you enough. There are lots of people that would love for you to think about them as you bleep into your blanket and we wish that you could bleep into their tight bleep and have their feet and their blue toenails wrapped around your bleep. But that person's not me. That's not what I'm trying to do here. What I'm trying to do here is express my truths, share my current reality, I guess you could argue that that person was expressing their truth too and sharing their current reality, but I find it sick. This is not to say all feedback is welcome, but not feedback that I don't like, because that's not how the world works. I'm not a stranger. Wow, what a beautiful duck! <laughs> I'm not a stranger to criticism. Sometimes you just have had enough of it though, you know? This isn't even criticism. That message was straight up perverted. I'm being, I'm being too fucking chill about it. That message was fucked, okay? I, I have them screenshot. I have to hold myself back from sharing the message publicly and being like, look at this. Stare it in the eye. No, stare it in the eye. No. How come everything I say sounds like something I'm not actually trying to say? Uh.
Some people choose a word for the year, like, Hi, I'm Casey Joe, and my word for 2020 is curiosity. That's never been me. Okay, that's totally been me. <laughs> Some people use mantras or, I don't know, like they, they pick a theme for the year. Dictionary.com's word of the year for last year, 2019, was existential. Same. Maybe we should look back on the year that was and then choose a word for it. Like, looking back on 2019, my word definitely would be existential. And, and based on how 2020 is going so far, I have a feeling it's going to be the same fucking word. <laughs> I've been waiting for a word for my year. Or something. Anything, really. While I've been waiting to find my uh, word, I've also been waiting to find my purpose, my sense of fulfillment, and a steady paycheck again. Man, I realize that I'm basically like Liam Neeson in Taken. You know that movie? You know that movie. Working in radio all those years as a performer, what I do have is a very particular set of skills. Entirely useless. I can tell you, I don't have any money, but what I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. <laughs> I am Liam Neeson. One of the greatest quotes ever, really, in that movie. Anyways, back to Dictionary's word, 2019, existential. They said it captures a sense of grappling with the survival, literally and figuratively, of our planet our loved ones, our way of life. You know, just the super surface level easy breezy stuff. But I don't think it's inherently negative because when you look at the word existential, it allows us to approach what we know and what we believe to be true, what we think our purpose is, what we choose to do with our time here. And it challenges us with both the big and the small questions existential crisis, that daily existential crisis. Are you even a friend of mine if you're not having an existential crisis every single day? <laughs> Questioning the meaning of your life and all that exists. I think that's a good thing to face. Hopefully, it steers you uh, back on your path. It helps you grow. It again challenges you and maybe your former beliefs. I think people were and are searching existential in 2019 and even probably still now because of things like climate change. If you're a climate denier, kindly educate yourself and fuck off. I think they're looking at existential because speaking of trolls, a total troll is the President of the United States of America in one of the most baffling daily existential threats to the country. <laughs> I don't know. They're looking up existential due to stuff like the Hong Kong protests, Brexit, Mark Zuckerberg, and everything that Facebook is, and the Notre Dame fire. I mean, that's just a few things that really received media and internet attention in 2019. There are lots of good things happening. Lots, of course. You know, Mr. Rogers, he's the best. He always has that quote that's like, find the helpers. There's lots of good stuff happening. But sometimes the weight of all that is corrupt and terrible to this planet, it crushes all of it. So hold on to hope.
I'm trying. The runner-up word of 2019, interestingly enough, was non-binary, which I hope you know that word by now. Noting or relating to a person with a gender identity that does not fit into the male or female divisions. And non-binary also brought on new additions to the dictionary as well. Women, spelt as W-O-M-X-N. And that term is used in intersectional feminism. It includes trans and non-binary women. And also spelling women, W-O-M-X-N. It eliminates the suggestion of sexism and the patriarchy, not focusing on man or men by not spelling it M-A-N. M-X-N. The letter X was added to the dictionary as a gender-neutral, non-binary marker. Omnisexual, pansexual, a couple other terms that were added. Merriam-Webster's word for 2019, this is so interesting. Their word was they, as in the singular they, a pronoun used to refer to a person whose gender identity is non-binary. They only added that word to their dictionary last September. They used in that sense. Get with it, (laughs) Merriam-Webster. Last September, it was only a couple months ago, they added they. It's weird. And lookups for they increased by 313% in 2019. When I released my debut poetry book, I See You, I Am You, last February, holy shit, it's turning one soon. They grow up so fast, don't they? See, I just did an example there. I said they. Anyways, I went back and changed some of the pronouns in my book to be more inclusive before releasing it. I also tried to use they all the time. Like, I'm trying to not use she or him when possible. I just try to go with they. Again, I'm trying to be part of the future and not the outdated past, but I'm definitely still learning, asking questions. So... They, non-binary, and existential. Okay, I am guilty of this, and I'm sure you are too, and maybe we've reached the, not the peak, because i got to eliminate that word from my dictionary and vocabulary. Have we reached the top of our sensitivities? Is this terrible to be this nitpicky on this level? I'm talking about the long-standing argument. Is it okay to say, Hey guys, (laughs) just tackling the big stuff here. Creeps, trolls, gender greetings. I don't even know if I want to go here. Should I just skip this? Because I do say guys and I do say man. And I say that to anyone regardless of their gender identity. And maybe that's wrong. Maybe we have to eliminate hey guys entirely because our intention doesn't matter. It's the perception and how it's received matters. Hey man, I like saying man, but that's got to have some sort of like systemic sexism. Shit. I have heard the argument that, hey, you guys, is in fact gender neutral because it's replaced the plural you for all but the most formal purposes. I don't know if that's actually true, but someone's argued that to me before. I kind of think that, hey, guys, is a non-issue, despite having this conversation a lot. Um, But the fact that we do say, hey, guys, is 
probably once again because men rule the world and most of our language and everything else that exists for that matter is centered around men. So maybe we got to cut this out. I know that for the most part, we say guys in an easygoing way to address a group of people. Everybody on Instagram. Hey, guys, just wanted to pop on here for a sec. But I think we have to realize that to many people, it's a symbol of exclusion. And as soon as I acknowledge that, it's been terribly difficult for me to not notice it when someone else says it. So what do we say instead? Well, one of my friends suggested, hey, y'all. And unless you're from Texas or drinking that adult iced tea wasted off your face, I think there's got to be something better than that. Hey, you all. Hey, y'all. I don't know. So the best gender neutral greetings. Let's get creative here. We're creative folks. Come on. See what I did there? Okay. So I'm, what about like, hey, chickens, why don't we just use animals? No, that's stupid. What's up, bitches? Okay, no, that's, yeah. Can you say that to your coworkers? Can you walk into work tomorrow and just do that for me? What's up, bitches? And I wonder why I got fired. Okay, what about, what's up, rat bastards? Oh, sorry, just thinking about going to the place that I used to work. And <sighs> I'm not going to make any friends here. What if I said, what's up, rat bastards, with an accent? Wait, can we still do accents? Shit, I know. Uh, I I heard a really good one the other day. Ladies and gentle thems. I like that one a lot. And as someone that used to host and MC events, I'm also apt to be aware when I I see somebody address a crowd and they say, "Good evening, ladies and gentlemen." Um, it's 2020. No one trolled you yet, bro. Oh, wait, can I say bro to any gender? Damn, I really like saying bro. How about just sup? Or that's not inclusive to everybody. What about what's up, baby sharks? Going back to the animals again. And that's cool because even the kids would dig it if I was like, what's up, baby sharks? Greetings, earthlings. Attention, mortals. I think I used to say this a lot when I was when I was younger. What up, party people? That's a pretty good suggestion. Oh, oh I know. You, or this is good. Or you pull McLovin. Sup, gangsters? <laughs> I love McLovin. I am McLovin. I guess I'm Liam Neeson and McLovin. I say kids a lot. And I've had people be offended about that one where I'm like, hey, what's up, kid? I'll be like, don't sweat it, kid. Thanks for the message, kid. Or I say, kiddo. And some people have responded with like, excuse me, I'm probably way older than you. Which they're usually not because they're just judging me and how I look with my greasy skin. I just mean it in a lighthearted way when I say kid or kiddo. Honestly, I don't even know what to say anymore. Oh, I forgot about this one. This is good. This isn't a greeting. It's more like a farewell. Okay. It's a real product. I saw this on the internet years ago. I don't know how I ever forgot this. Stay fresh cheese bags. They were an actual product. Stay fresh cheese bags. Come on. Try it out with me right now, wherever you are. Stay fresh cheese bags. I'm pointing and winking. Oh my God. Thank you.
So I got a message from Leo who said, Creeps, please. Can you please, please, please do an episode on creeps? I'm dying. What is creep? Why creep? How to not be a creep? I think people would love to hear all about it. I was going to message you that I've been creeping you since much music, so technically I'm the king of creeps. (laughs) Well, Leo, I'm flattered. What the hell are you still doing here? (laughs) My family figured out I'm a joke a long time ago. Get with it. You want to talk creeps? I've experienced it all. I had a stalker in radio. That was horrible. I had a stalker this summer. That was terrible. Oh my God, my old drama teacher stalked me when I was 17. I forgot about that. I buried all that shit. I worked at a Chinese food restaurant. He was on a leave of absence and everybody said it was real bad. And then suddenly out of nowhere, he would show up at the restaurant every night and then he would lurk at my car when I'd get off work and it was a rooftop parking lot and I'd come out and he'd just be there. Eventually the cops took him away. That's fucked up. I forgot about that. This podcast isn't good for me. I started a Patreon account and somebody who was a patron uh, sent me a message and told me they wanted me to send them seductive photos for their benefits. This person who's also married and has a kid. Uh, Needless to say, I didn't send them the photos. Then they stopped being a patron. You know what's fucked up? That makes me feel bad because now I can't eat tuna sandwiches. I get why people do stuff for money. I mean, in a sense, we all do. It's like, where's the morals? That's what I've been confronted with a lot. Like, where are my morals? As a hobo, it turns out I have high morals, but now I just don't have a lot of dollars to live at all. A lot of married men message me. And in radio, people would text in weird shit all the time. I was always being propositioned for threesomes in marriages a lot. I mean, that's not creepy. You do you. Be safe. Have a great time. Make sure you got good communication. But I'd be at work at the radio station and people would text in where everyone can read. And I'm just a girl on air doing my job. And you're at home thinking, oh, well, she sounds like fun. Let's contact her, her professional place of work. Nobody deserves that. I know people creep me because I can see you creeping. Yeah, you creep. You can't creep anonymously anymore. Well, you can. It's pretty hard to do. I see people that make fake accounts creeping me and that's getting real annoying. So why do we creep? Isn't social media basically encouraged creeping? I mean, I like to think the people that creep on me are encouraging me when they creep, but they're not always, are they? Some people watch me and, and they watch me because they hate me. The greater question is, Leo, ask yourself, why do you creep? <laughs> Maybe to get the creeps to go away, I should just fake my own death. Excuse me? You're thinking, that's terrible. I know, don't worry, I'm not going to do it. But I will fake my own death before I fake a screaming O. Thank you very much. Okay, so we've got creeps. And then we've got the other side of it. Dealing with straight up harassment. Dealing with negative feedback. Those are two different things, but it's a damn near constant, isn't it? If you're a person that puts yourself out there, you're going to be challenged. 
because not everyone's going to like you. Even as a human, not everyone's going to like you. If someone's not challenging you, then you're kind of playing it safe. Vanilla, as they say. I'm still trying to figure out how to deal with negative feedback and positive feedback. It's the Buddhist perspective, I like this, to try to not be affected when anyone says anything negative or positive, especially when something good happens, to be neutral about it because you don't know if it's actually good, or when something bad happens, to be neutral about it because you don't really know if it's going to be bad. Like me getting fired, "Mm, that's pretty terrible and all that humiliation and being poor kind of thing. But I don't really, that could be the best thing that's ever happened to me. I just don't really know that yet. So I'm just trying to be neutral. And it doesn't work for me, turns out. (laughs) Especially when people are nice to me, I try to be like, hey, thanks. And when people are rude to me and attack me, I'm just like, do I stand up for myself? Do I let it go? I've had a couple trolls come back to me and say that they're sorry. I don't know. I'm just really existential crisising everywhere all the time with this good and bad terminology. Like I'm going as far to not even place good or bad on total strangers. Like when you part ways, something simple like an interaction at the grocery store and maybe in a kind fashion, you might say, thanks a lot. Have a good day. But now that it's 2020, I'm like, I don't want you to feel like you have to have a good day because what if it's not? What if you're already not having a good day and it just piss you off more? Can I just say, have a day? (laughs) Thanks a lot. Have a day. It's like people who say Happy New Year. I'm like, really? Is it? I'm waiting for that happy and that new. I'm waiting. Also, it's a couple weeks into January now, so you can't say Happy New Year anymore, okay? Ugh, it's done. I still have a Christmas tree up, though. Don't tell me how to live my life. Have a day. It's time to talk about trolls. I have shared a lot of screenshots of trolls on social media, and I've had many conversations about it. I mean, working in media and putting my vulnerability on blast, releasing a poetry book that's like holding a slab of my heart in your hands, and also being a woman who is emotional, sensitive, opinionated, challenging, and triggering. Of course, I'm going to have trolls. The trolls. The first troll I ever experienced, and I'm not talking about bullies, because bullies have been around since before you were a tiny glimmer in your dad's eye. Trolls. I was on a reality show for Much Music in 2006. The ultimate cringe. I wanted to be a VJ. If you're from a certain generation, you probably wanted to be a VJ on Much Music, okay? Everybody did. And the Much Music VJ search in 2006 was the first reality show of its kind in Canada. We were the VJ finalists. We live in a penthouse in Toronto. And it was back before everything was a reality show. This is way ahead of its time, okay? I have it on DVD. It's quite hilarious because I feel I've been seven people 
since I was on that show. I was 21 at the time. Anyways, the trolls. Kids are fucking cruel. This was before Facebook, but MySpace existed. And Munch Music had message boards where they wanted the audience to engage. And the producers thought that that would be great for the show is the message boards. And unbeknownst to me during the show, they had cut my hair into a mullet and they threaded off my eyebrows. It was a look. It was a very bad look. I'm pretty sure, and I think I said this on national television, I'll have to check the DVD. I'm pretty sure I said that I looked like I was straight out of FUBAR or that I looked like a dead hooker on the bathroom floor of a gas station. (laughs) That's terrible. I said that? Shit. I better not run for president. Oh, wait. Anyways, the kids on the internet were very cruel. And at the time, my sister was monitoring me and she was like, hey, just don't read the message boards, okay? And I was like, okay, I won't. And then I'd get up in the middle of the night and read that people said I should just kill myself because my eyebrows were so bad. I used to like Casey Joe, but her eyebrows are just so bad. And I'd cry and I'd cry and I'd cry. It's so stupid now. It's laughable now. But they didn't know the truth. They didn't know what was really going on. I didn't want my eyebrows threaded off. I didn't want my hair cut into a mullet, a moulet. My eyebrows didn't even grow back. I currently have 99 problems and brows are one. And it's something radio listeners made fun of me before too. They were always like commenting on our Facebook posts. If it was a photo of me or even a video, people would write stuff like, get some help with those brows, honey. I have. And it didn't work. And that's some trolls based on me being a privileged cis white woman. Discrimination, sexism, racism, those are all very serious. And I have experienced discrimination and sexism. That's bonkers shit, really. The stuff during the much music time, I can't even get into it. But what's funny is that this is my experience of trolls based on my privilege Some people have it far, far, far worse. Regardless if you've ever been trolled, and you probably have because, again, I'm not special here, please listen now to the best advice I received this year. And this was sent to me, but you can adjust it for your own life. You're a 35-year-old woman who advocates for love and does her best to understand why people are so hateful. Let that guy suck in private. Let him be sad and lonely in life. Just keep rising. He's not the first or the last. People troll when they are sad, lonely, and angry. Work towards freeing yourself of all those things, and you'll feel lighter and happier than he may ever. Just keep rising. And now it's the part of the show where I open my inbox and I read your confessions, your thoughts, your musings, your feels. You can email me yours at thedeepvpodcast at gmail.com. Dear Siege, 
So I have an ex who would drive me crazy for multiple reasons, but one thing he would always say when I was feeling down or just anything but positive was, good vibes, as if that was supposed to fix anything. But then I learned after our breakup that you need to make time for sadness and anger and all those negative emotions. You acknowledge them, but in doing so, you let yourself know that you aren't letting your emotions control you. You're in control. So make room for sadness because without it, you may not recognize your happiness and all your other negative emotions that need to be acknowledged will help you better cope with your future experiences. Pardon my ramble. I know life can be shitty sometimes. I like to think it's a sign that things are about to get so much better. I'm sending lots of warm wishes to you and Doggo. Damn! How'd I get to be so lucky? You know what? I totally agree. The good vibes thing, it doesn't work for me. I get the good vibes thing. I get the power of positive thinking. This is embarrassing. I used to say, happiness always. It was something I wished for. Every candle I blew out as a kid, every dandelion I freed into the atmosphere, every coin I threw into a wishing well. Now I pinch those coins. I'd say and I'd wish for happiness always. I just wanted to be happy no matter what. Happiness always. Said it for years. Then one day I had a damn ass revelation. That makes no sense. Happiness always. It can't just be happiness always without the other emotions. Without the other emotions, we have nothing to relate it to. In fact, it's crucial for our understanding, our empathy, compassion, the full plethora of human experience. I'm not a good vibes only person. I'm a real vibes only person. And it kind of sucks because I said happiness always all the time to my sister. And then she got it tattooed on herself in honor of me. (laughs) I hope she looks at it all the time and remembers why she cut me out of her life now. Hey, happiness always. So I want to add one more thing in regards to that dear siege, referencing your ex. Everybody all hung up on their ex. I know. Same. That's been me for a lot of my life. It's just been a different person that I tend to be hung up on. Think about the person that you were hung up before until you got together with another person. Now you're hung up on that person. And maybe you've never been in a romantic relationship your whole life, but you're probably hung up on someone, a parent, a sibling, a friend hang-ups. Anyways, in, in reference to your ex in particular, if you're hung up on your ex right now, which is what someone said that they wanted for 2020 when I asked what you wanted for a goal or even a resolution, which I don't really like, uh, there was a response that said to get over the love of my life, to get over my ex. Don't worry about your ex. They're coming back, okay? I know it. Okay, I'm just kidding. I don't want to give you false hopes. But if they haven't come back yet, It just hasn't been enough time. (laughs) I'm serious, okay? Check this out. My ex cheated on me with his hairstylist. And then they got married and had babies. 
and we didn't talk for 10 years until she cheated on him. And then one day, unbeknownst to me, out of the blue, he messaged me on Instagram. He slid on into my DMs and said, after 10 years, honestly, I don't even know why we broke up. Lols. <laughs> so don't worry about your ex. Your ex will come back or they won't. And if they don't, they did you a favor. You can wish them well. And if they do, you can just laugh at them. Or if you're like me, you can give it another chance and convince yourself that things will change. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes though, just to be fair, like all joking aside, sometimes you do have to give it another chance so that you can know for sure whether it's over or not. And then again, if you're like me, when it blows up in your face time and time again, all your friends will laugh at you. So either way, don't worry about your ex. Either you're laughing in your ex's face or your friends are laughing in yours. <laughs> okay, jokes aside, what I have realized is it's important to accept people as they are, not how we expect them or wish them to be. And not only in our romantic relationships, but all relations. It's important to accept people as they are and not how we expect them or wish them to be. And to that one particular ex of mine, who I know isn't listening right now because he also messaged me and said, congrats on the podcast. I haven't listened, but I'm sure it's great. <laughs> well, he's not listening, but in the off chance you are, thanks for listening. It's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. Until we meet again, this is not goodbye, but it is good night. The Deep V is recorded on the Sunshine Coast in beautiful British Columbia, Canada. Music composition and production provided by Andrew Rasmussen in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Hire him for your next creative project, or if you need an incredible touring musician or composer, he's a pro. You can find me online at CaseyJoLose.com. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at CaseyJoLose. It's like loose with no E. And you can buy my debut poetry book, I See You, I Am You, at ICUIAMU.com. If you have any suggestions or confessions, send me a note at thedeepvpodcast at gmail.com. And most importantly, if anything resonated with you here today, please share it with someone you love or talk about it in real life. Thanks for listening, rat bastards.